0: Hi everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that covers video game news, trendy industry topics, and reviews on recent game releases. My name is Luke Armstrong, I'm your host. Alongside me is Adam Beagle. Adam, how's it going?
1: I'm good, but a little sad. Uh, The ESA uh, speedrunning marathon just ended today after like a week and two days, so (laughs) the the post-marathon blues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear GDQ's you. GDQs in like two weeks. So. I was just
0: gonna say, there always seems to be some sort of speed running event. Um, how how has it been this year with with obviously the whole pandemic thing? How have they been able to to handle all of that? Has there been it's more been, speed running streams? Or, yes. Yeah. So there's been more,
1: uh, but it's been different. Obviously, you don't have you know the same sort of I guess like pomp and circumstance that you get from like those big. Crowds that come in right. uh, and watch the speed runs live, but uh, there have been more events lately. I I would say just because there was, we, we sort of got bonus events because they were doing ones for COVID relief mm-hmm. and um, some people were bringing up uh, ones for like the the Black Lives Matter right. and uh, doing fundraising for those causes. So. All these different causes that have come up throughout the year have prompted more of these events, but granted, they've all been online. So yeah, Uh, and with ESA, theirs instead of being uh, a week long, they actually just added two extra days, so it was a bit longer than normal. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that's kind of like the production quality on things have definitely gone down because everything, everyone's doing things from home. But at the same same time, you know, there's been more opportunity. I think because people aren't traveling and their schedules aren't as busy so people have been able to like Mm -hmm. squeeze in extra like there's just been more content i think in in some regards so yeah awesome well hopefully we can cheer you up with some of the things we're talking about today uh the big (laughs) one which i'm very excited about is halo infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play so we're going to start off the show with that big topic then we're going to touch briefly on battle toads and then we're gonna just talk about games with gold and the PlayStation Plus games for the month of August. So uh, definitely a lighter show. You can tell just by the content I listed that uh, it's we, we we honestly it's kind of a, a good little break because for the past several weeks we've had so mu- so much news to cover that like we have <laughs> left out so many big stories that I'm sure we would have loved to talk about. So um, but yeah, the last couple of weeks there's just or I should say the last week, there hasn't really been too many stories that interest us. So this is kind of what we came up with for today's show. So that's what this looks like for today. But before we get to talking about all of that, a reminder that Games Are Fun airs every single week. Each week, Adam and I discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases. The show is available on all major podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to help support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you use. If you're one of the many listeners on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving the show a review. That actually reminds me, I, I gave a challenge last week for those people listening on Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. Because I know that most of you listen on that platform and I wanted to see if me making it very like giving you guys a challenge would would prompt you to uh to leave a review. So let me pull it up here. Give me a second. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Cuz we've had four reviews for the longest time. And the reviews aren't everything, but the, the the reviews are great at kind of the the more reviews that we can get on Apple Podcasts, the the more visible it kind of shows up cuz case you didn't know there are like a gazillion podcasts out there um oh we got one more rating we now have five ratings and we're still holding the strong 5.0 rating so uh thank you to whoever it was in the last week who who left that rating i appreciate you uh following my demands (laughs) yeah very awesome (laughs) so be like that person and give us a a (laughs) five-star review and you'll get big big points from us so one piece of news that I wanted to share before we get into some of the topics is uh, for the past several weeks, we've actually been working on a new project. It's something that, uh, you know, we personally wanted to do for a long time, and I'm glad that we finally put an effort into making it happen. Now, I'm being very vague on purpose uh, because we're not quite ready to share details yet. There's a couple things I still need to iron out and make sure everything's good. But it is pretty much set in stone on what's happening. So head over to our Twitter page at GamesAreFunPod or, you know, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. And on August 10th at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we're going to have a post kind of revealing what I'm referring to. So put that in your calendar, set a reminder um, to to keep your eyes peeled at that time because we'll, we'll have a, a pretty exciting announcement to share with you guys. So. Alright, let's get into the first topic. Halo Infinite Multiplayer will be free to play. So uh, I'm using uh, The Verge.com. Tom Warren has a post here with all the details. So this was actually, I think, leaked a day before it was confirmed. I think the next day, Halo, Halo's Twitter page, uh, 343 Industries or whatever, went up on Twitter and confirmed the rumors that were flowing around there that Halo Infinite Multiplayers will be free to play. And they also gave a little bit more details, such as it will run up to 120 frames per second. So going over to The Verge... Tom says, Halo Infinite's multiplayer mode will be free to play and support up to 120 frames per second. Microsoft has announced. The news comes after a leak from Smith's Toy Superstores, which briefly posted details about Halo Infinite multiplayer on a promotional page this week before quickly removing them once the internet discovered the references. <laughs> and just another retailer leaking stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It seems to be they seem to be the most notorious people for, for video game leaks, but. Uh, the legendary Halo series returns with the most expan- expansive Master Chief campaign yet, and a groundbreaking free-to-play multiplayer experience. Read the listing. Read the listing. Sorry. Enjoy up to 120 frames per second and greatly reduce load times, creating seamless gameplay with Xbox Series X. Uh, Clobriel, an Xbox leaker that accurately revealed previous Halo Infinite details, backed up the claims that the multiplayer mode will be free to play. The leaker also claims that Arena mode will aim for up to 120 frames per second, which Microsoft has also confirmed, and that multiplayer Halo Infinite will include a battle pass system and new customization options. Um, And Microsoft has not confirmed that last part in regards to the battle pass and customization. 343 Industries hasn't revealed much about the multiplayer aspects of Halo Infinite yet. The game developer posted a lengthy bo- blog post where we're responding to Halo Infinite questions yesterday, including addressing the criticism around graphics and visuals in the game. In many ways, we are in agreement here. We do have work to do to d- address some of the, a- these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game, says John Janice. Gen- oh, geez. Jenny Janice. Gen- Gene- <laughs> My mouse is not G- working G- with Janice that one. Czech, Janice check, yeah. Janice It's yeah. J-U-N-Y-S-Z-E-K. So quite the name. A community manager at 343 Industries. The build used to run the campaign demo. Sorry, the build used to run the campaign demo was, uh, was a work in progress from several weeks ago with a variety of graphical elements and game systems still being finished and polished. Uh, and that's it. That concludes the article. So I'll turn it over to you, Adam. What is your take on on this? How do you feel about Halo, one of the biggest multiplayer games for several generations, turning to the free-to-play model?
1: It's absolutely massive is what it is. Um, totally. And totally unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, when this came out and it was a rumor and then it got confirmed, that was just like just totally wild to me that you know, you don't have to drop down the money to, uh, you know, to be able to play the game, which is just incredible. And it's, you know, like you said, I mean, it's a, a major, major franchise that a lot of people love and, and have a lot of nostalgia for and have really enjoyed over the many years that, you know, Halo has been around. So, yeah, absolutely a huge, again, like super consumer friendly move by Xbox. Uh, doing what they can to just make everybody happy. So yeah. uh, really big there, I think, having the sort of free-to-play with Battle Pass. Um, again, you know, that's not confirmed, but we have to assume that that's going to be the case with the free-to-play game. But uh, having a, uh, you know, Battle Pass system is, you know, seems to be a pretty, uh, pretty consistent way to get money for a game that, is released as a, as a free version and people can choose to put money into it or not Mm -hmm. and still have a good time. So yeah, good for them.
0: Yeah. I'm very surprised as well. Totally unexpected because again, like it's already crazy that we're going to be playing any, you know, new halo entry on game pass, which yes, you're paying money for, but in the, in the short, like it's, it almost feels free, right? Because there's so much value to game pass. Um, and then this, on top of that, is is pretty substantial, and I think you're right. Like the battle pass system is pretty much a, a given, even though Microsoft hasn't confirmed it. This is the model that kind of goes along with free-to-play. At least the ones on, uh, co- like the more the more popular ones. When we look at Fortnite, um, Warzone, Apex Legends, it it just they're a model that seems to be working. Right, those things generally stick to cosmetics only, um, so that you know, they're not getting all the grief for loot boxes and all the controversy around microtransactions, right? You pay 10 bucks a season and you level up this battle pass. You get a whole bunch of things to add, add to your customization wise. And that's great, right? Like they, they have figured out, these companies have figured out that we can keep making money off this model rather than just selling a game one and done. Right. So, it's really interesting and fascinating to see, especially if you look at, uh, you know, Halo's history and how the multiplayer has evolved. With that, um, you know, back back in the day or whatever, which I'm not even talking that far back in the day. I'm talking like Xbox 360. You know, when you talked about multiplayer, those were things that had the highest player base, right? Because you're you're interacting with your friends, you're playing with your friends, and but once the game was sold to you that was that. The, the way they used to make money, of course, was map packs and um, that was really all they could really do when it comes to multiplayer. So the the fact that the industry, had, and I know that this is old news at this point, but it's just it still blows my mind that um, they're still, several franchises that haven't adopted this so although i'm surprised i think we can kind of expect to see that shift with a lot of popular multiplayer games especially going into this next generation i think that free-to-play model or having a separate standalone having the multiplayer almost a separate entity from a campaign or you know like like two two separate skews is something that i think is going to be more frequent so
1: so I'm curious what what your thoughts are cuz this isn't mentioned anywhere in the article or at least I don't think so but uh what are your thoughts on like whether or not like will they or should they also have a battle royale mode
0: Yeah so that's something that has been talked about um for like predating um the, this this news for sure even I would say predating Xbox Series X being announced that there, I, I can't remember, I think I was listening to podcast Unlocked like a, a couple of years ago and they had a topic on their show where someone from 343 Industries, I, I can't remember who, was talking about that the only BR in Halo is the battle rifle, right? And that they weren't planning <laughs> on including a battle royale mode. But that was, a, that was a while ago, right? Like we've seen how the battle royale has really mm-hmm. exploded um, and is still kind of keeping pace, right? Fortnite is still huge. Warzone is huge. Apex is huge. We got Fall Guys taking a new take on that. Tetris 99. Like, they're just... This Battle Royale genre is is getting lots of different... It's it's more than what it was when it first launched. And so now I think they, over the last year or so, they've looked at that genre and, and thought, you know, we're... like, And they had that, what was it called, in Halo 5, they had a multiplayer mode. Was it called... Warzone?
1: I have I'm no gonna... idea. I didn't play that Here, one. Here, <laughs> let me look it up or it's going to
0: drive me crazy. Uh, yeah, Halo 5 Warzone is a 24. So uh, while you're looking that up, sure. I was just. I, I got it up, but you go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, go ahead.
0: Well, I just. Halo 5 no, no, Warzone. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. Sorry. There's a, there's a bit of a delay. Um. Halo Five Warzone is a 24-player multiplayer mode in Halo Five Guardians. Uh, it was two teams, and there's AI-controlled opponents, so it actually felt like there was way more. Um, the maps were way larger than any of the Halo maps. So all I was gonna say is that, that they had that kind of, you know, they they've had bigger maps um, in Halo Five. So this is something they kind of already had a mode that could really easily translate into a battle royale. So.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I'm kind of curious to see whether or not they will, because, you know, are they going to lean into the sort of old, like, tried and true method of the, you know, team-based multiplayer or, you know, even some uh, single mode-based uh, uh, modes? Or do they kind of, do they lean into what's sort of in right now? And that's what I'm curious to see is, is what route they take. I mean, it, obviously, they could potentially do both Mm -hmm. uh i know was it uh, black ops 4 did that there was a traditional multiplayer and there was a battle royale but i feel like uh i feel like the traditional multiplayer just didn't really get a lot of attention compared to
0: uh what they call blackout Mm -hmm. Um, and that's even like the same for the most recent call of duty modern warfare right like that launched was that last year I, i guess it was and then they came out with Warzone and... Or was that last year? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was, I guess. I think it was last year. Man, time is just a circle. Um, I didn't yeah. play that one, though. I, I'm just going back
1: to the, the last one that I can remember. Yeah, but but I'm saying it, it
0: even translate to that of, like, no one really plays the Modern Warfare multiplayer mode. Like, Warzone is where it's at, similar to, the, to Blackout. So, like, Call of Duty f- found that. And I think you're right. Like, I don't know if... It, the hard thing for me to kind of predict is like will i I could see them totally doing it but i don't necessarily think that's going to be something that's that comes at launch you know what i mean like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i i i don't know like that it could because like they've had plenty of time to kind of work on something like that but i don't know i really don't know because halo is like one of those franchises that has like some some deep like fanboys right and they're if they add a a battle royale like that could also blow up in their face too of they're they're changing changing too much of the dna of what halo is but i just i feel like halo multiplayer fits so perfectly like you already have the vehicles right you have your banshees your ghosts your warthogs um scorpions like there's so (laughs) there's that so and then there, there's there's a, a whole arsenal of weapons. Um, yeah, like it just it makes so much sense. So I don't know why they wouldn't personally. But when do you think we'll hear more about multiplayer? Like, do you expect that to happen at, like sometime this month or?
1: I I would say. Maybe a little bit closer to when the game launches. So if, if we're thinking like a November release, maybe in October, uh, they'll want to give us like a, uh, you know, try and build the hype by giving us some some additional details, gameplay, stuff like that. But I don't think we'll see it too soon. I'm thinking October is probably going to be, uh, you know, maybe that kind of sweet spot for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Especially with them coming off the the backlash that they got, which I don't really agree with but they like it was all over the place right (laughs) on uh the the backlash from that halo infinite in terms of the the graphics and the visuals and everything and so yeah like whenever they show halo next like because because they they did backpedal a little bit saying like Mm -hmm. um that it was like they, like they came, I wish they wouldn't have done that and talk about how, oh, this was an earlier build because now like more right. attention is on that when they show the game, right? Because if it looks the same, it's like, well, you told us that that was a previous build and that wasn't necessarily <laughs> a reflection of the current state of Halo Infinite. So like, what are you doing here, right? So yeah. And which we talked about too. And I think we were in agreement that like,
1: it looked totally fine. Oh, like it yeah. doesn't really need to be changed, but people are just kind of getting... Been out of shape because it, you know, it it doesn't look a certain way or a way they want it to. So yeah,
0: it's yeah. We we like you said we talked about last week. It's silly nonsense to us, but whatever. I I I hope that uh, it doesn't affect. They come back in the the next time they show the halo off. So. Um. All right. Anything more you want to add to? To this topic
1: not really no i'm just uh i again i'm i'm just really excited to know more mm-hmm. um i'm excited to want to play a halo game again so mm-hmm. uh, the sooner they do give us that information the better
0: totally and i'll end off with just saying that again reinforcing everything that xbox is doing for the consumer making games more accessible to to think that essentially you can now get game pass with xcloud and not really even need an xbox to play halo and now you don't even need to buy halo it's just a free-to-play game Mm -hmm. that's probably going to be included with it so it's like they're really making their xbox like as a brand really accessible i know we've talked about on the show but it just like that's awesome And and i i know that i've talked to some friends who who their only real interest in Xbox has always been Halo, but they've, 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 you know, jumped ship from Xbox quite a while ago, but they, they miss Halo, and uh, they don't necessarily aren't sold on buying an Xbox anytime soon, but, I, uh, you know, within the last year or so, a lot of those conversations I've had with friends have changed, and they, they're, they're gaining new perspective because of everything awesome that Xbox is doing. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to make sure I finished on that one note. But there
1: was actually something you mentioned there that um, kind of made me think of something else. So with XCloud being a thing, uh, it kind of leads, you know, and this move that they're doing here, making it free to play, uh, multi multiplayer free to play, is it maybe gives a little bit of credence to uh, that comment Phil Spencer made about how you know he doesn't really see PlayStation as like a rival now. Like right. the, the Xbox rivals are now Stadia and uh amazon and you know maybe that's true like because you figure this is such a big move for cloud-based gaming that um that really really strength strengthens the x cloud platform in a way that would uh the way they're already kind of dominating stadia um, this is even more of a boost to their mm-hmm. platform. So you know, maybe uh, you know, maybe he was being honest when he said that because I think a lot of people wrote it off of like, oh, well, you're you're already losing to PlayStation, so this is a way for you to save face. You know, maybe yeah. there was some truth to it after all.
0: No, I I, I think so. Like I, and that's what I pull. Po- I think I talked about on that last show is like just how I saw that showcase as uh, their and I, it was like a, a big Game Pass commercial, but like, I I, I agree, mm-hmm. I, it felt like they were solidifying themselves as as doing their own thing and no longer in this console war discussion, and they don't care about that, right? They don't care that, if, if you want to go ahead and and post pictures of like, Last of Us Part 2, God of War, Spider-Man, Death Strand, whatever, and then you you know, you you know the memes I'm talking about. Like they don't care about that, right? Like they they're moving into a new direction. They learned a lot this generation. Um, I think they even are pulling a lot from everything that Stadia is, you know, fucking up. <laughs> and like, yeah, right. <laughs> they, that that's helping them in this new space that they're they're exploring. And you know, I really I really do think it, it's it's I, it's going to be interesting because I I was talking to. I can't remember who I was talking to about, I think I was just talking to Megan about Game Pass and how, um, you know, they they draw the comparisons of to, it's the Netflix of gaming, right? You have access to all these things for one subscription cost. And you look at Netflix and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Netflix is great, but there's also a lot of crap on Netflix. And I think that 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 will be the interesting thing to see is like, will xbox's games in terms of quality or length or like what will that look like once game pass is really really big right like there there's lots of netflix originals out there that are really great shows but there's also lots of trash on there that i'm like that just has the netflix logo on it because they were the only like you know network that (laughs) essentially backed this show or whatever and it, it, that that's what I'm more interested in in seeing, you know, down the road, three years. What does Game Pass look like? Is it, you know, I and I really hope that it, it, it does, like we are still getting the the big Halo Infinite, and get, and I think we are because, you know, they back that up with all these studio acquisitions that have been making some really good good games, right? Like Ninja Theory and Obsidian, and so, yeah. I, Xbox is like, I kind of just like know that. PlayStation is going to do its thing, pr- pretty similar to what they did with PlayStation Four, and I, I'm i more interested in seeing what Xbox does. Like they they have more of my attention, I would say. So, and who the hell knows what Nintendo's doing? Because <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: there! What what even is a Nintendo? I know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't like
0: I'm sure there's an actual layer of dust on my Switch because I haven't played it since probably april i want to say is when i last played animal crossing so yeah it's been See, a while I'm, I'm still kind of playing
1: a little bit of that i've still been playing a ton of paper mario, oh, paper so mario like mine yeah, isn't right. collecting dust yeah but uh at the same time like where where are you nintendo yeah. like give us give us that's some cr- news
0: they like whatever they've been their big I, I know we're going on tangents here but clearly like we, we don't have a, a heavy show so we can Um uh, but their 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 titles this this year what have they been we have animal crossing uh paper mario there's
1: the pokemon uh dlc pokemon
0: yeah dlc for sword and shield xenoblade chronicles um the first definitive or the first one they remastered that or remate remaster i don't know um and that's it (laughs) like so, and the only other games that we big games that we know about are like Bayonetta 3, Metro Prime 4, Zelda. I think that's it off the top of my and head.
1: And was they they teased a lot about a uh, the, the 35th year anniversary of Mario or right, something like that. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bunch of Mario games come out this year and you know, it, w- we have Paper Mario and that's that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I and I still think those are real because like that, that Paper Mario yeah. was alongside those. And then I just can't... Be- excuse me. I can't believe that they have been so quiet. Like, it's... Right. I, like, but then again, like, Nintendo being Nintendo, they'll probably come out at some point and just, like, blow our minds with something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... They've been killing it with the Switch. So, like, I don't want to jinx it that, like, they can't... Met- that they can and won't mess up, but it's just like, I don't know. Like they still have, like have learned a lot of lessons in the last, like, especially like 10 years, right. With the Wii U and stuff, they've been killing it with the switch. There's been Mm -hmm. very little negative things around that. So, um, yeah, the fact that they haven't been releasing triple A games is the worst thing we can say is like, but they've also, like I said, we've been spoiled (laughs) since it's launched in 2017. So,
1: well, they did. Uh, when was it? It was. It was prior to. I guess it was probably sometime in May, where they confirmed that they wouldn't have anything in June, the, the normal E3 timeframe. Yeah. And I think they had, had mentioned something about September being the next most likely timeframe that we would see a direct. So I mean, if that's the case, then you know we're we're only a month or so away if yeah. that is legit. And you know maybe we'll see something around uh, the the time gamescom does their thing. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's still
0: gamescom. I think September is definitely a, a good possibility because that's also the the anniversary date of Nintendo Switch Online, so we got that mm-hmm. last yeah. September we had the big true. Re- that would be refresh of uh SNES, right? So you know, are they I and I don't know if that's nec- like going to be another Nintendo Online focused announcements but it, they could just throw a bunch of things around there cuz you know it makes sense but yeah i don't know <laughs> but anyways i guess we'll uh move on to our next topic of the show which is Battletoads is coming to Xbox Game Pass uh PC and Steam on August 20th so we finally got a release date for Battletoads and yeah, for first of all, what I want to ask you, Adam, before we we dive into some other things on this topic, is how are your like? What are your levels on this new Battletoads? Like, are you familiar with the the earlier titles in the franchise, and what do you think of this new stylized version of the game? Yeah, I remember
1: playing. The original battletoads back on nes and then i think also on the nes was uh battletoads and double dragon there was like a like a crossover right, game yeah, yeah. um so i remember playing both of those and just absolute hard as hell games <laughs> yes. um, brutally difficult and just yeah very very tough but for some reason i always like uh I guess the nostalgia always made me think fondly of them for some reason as a kid I loved the games even though I could you know barely get past like the third or fourth stages um <clears throat> I never beat either of those games so I, I don't know like watching this like I kind of already wasn't like oh man Battletoads like I got I got to get this but um I, I, it, you know it's on it's going to be on Game Pass so you know I'll probably try it out but um yeah i i'm i'm interested but i'm very very cautious
0: yeah i have no real connection to battletoads i the o- only time i ever experienced it was through rare replay and yeah i booted up booted them up and was like yeah they're oh, yeah, right these are re- and these are really really hard <laughs> and yeah. um i have no real interest in playing an extremely hard like old game right now so Uh, I just moved on with it. And then when they announced it, I thought that was pretty cool because they're bringing back a franchise, a Rare franchise from back in the day and, you know, giving Rare more opportunities, right, to work on things other than connect and stuff. Um, And it was exciting because it was like Sea of Thieves. Now we got Battletoads. And, um, yeah, it's great to see Rare working on these things. So it got me excited. And then when I saw the because i think the first reveal was just a teaser right uh maybe a couple e3s ago and then yeah i think last year it might have been like the logo or something yeah it was a, a logo type of thing and then i think last year is when we kind of got to see a gameplay chunk and i think that's when also uh like press and influencers at e3 got to go hands-on with uh with battle toads and i remember hearing that it was I, I like it, just kind of like yeah, it's it's good, um, but isn't really doing anything too incredible. Like there's a lot of praise in the the art style, because if you haven't done so already, like I recommend going and just watching the the release date trailer that just came out a couple days ago, um, because it, it look this it, it's very stylish. It looks like a, a cartoon essentially, like it, it's very bright, vivid colors, um, and the animations look great. But yeah, I just like. I I don't really, I never really had an interest in 2D side-scrolling beat-em-ups, but I will say that the style has, has caught my eye enough that, and again, going back to our discussion on Game Pass, like you said, like, it's it's on Game Pass, so no harm, no foul. I can just boot it up. If I like it, great. That's a great, <laughs> great find for, for something I'm already subscribing to, but if I don't like it, it's like you know, no loss really to me. So, but what I wanted to ask you, which was one of the things I pulled after watching the Xbox game showcase is we, I was actually, I thought I, something made me think of Battletoads after that presentation. And I was like, Oh yeah, we never, we never, what's going on with that game, right? Like we, we saw that game at last E3 and this is you know Xbox has had a couple presentations this is their first party presentation of the year and they they're not even showing it off and so for them to like a week later or whatever a couple weeks later to just announce that it's coming out and put a little trailer out and the fact that it's coming out like next month like why why do you think they didn't put that in there uh
1: that's a great question i mean it seems like it would have been a perfect place for it i I, the only thing i can think of is that it just it wasn't next gen enough um or maybe it's not because it's not specifically designed or or built for the series x uh that's really the only thing i can think of but i think either way it probably should have been there
0: yeah like i get that they that they did have that showcase as the xbox series x the next gen and everything like that and a lot of those games didn't even have dates, so they're like far out, right, they're showing us like here's a catalog for the next couple years or whatever, but yeah, it just seems weird because it's a first-party title, you think you would want to push like a a first-party title that's coming on your, you know, premium service of Game Pass, just plug that in there real quick, so it's implanted in people's minds, because you got a lot of eyes on this presentation, right, like it's the the discussion you and I have had so many times when we're talking about State of Plays or Nintendo Directs, and it's like, why'd they put this <laughs> lackluster trailer in this? But it's because, you know, that's where all the eyes are. More people are going to tune in to a big presentation like this Xbox showcase than they are, you know, to a, a YouTube upload of uh, Battletoads trailer, right? So, I don't know. I just think it was a weird move on their part, and I don't know. It just seems like sometimes xbox for every time time they do something great they also do something kind of weird that i question like it you know like this year it's been like i i personally thought the game showcase was was pretty good i didn't think it was great but i thought it was good but then back in may that third party like next gen game showcase that they did was just like what like this is really weird um mm-hmm. yeah i just i i don't know like it i i I feel like Nintendo and PlayStation have a a bigger track record of just like nailing these things. And when it comes to PR and stuff, and I just feel like Xbox needs to like, I, I feel like they're not capitalizing on their potential, um, with everything that they have to offer. So, right. Yeah. And it'd be one thing if
1: this came like, you know, a month after that, that series X, uh, you know game showcase but you know uh, what maybe a week later something like that yeah. they they dropped the trailer for this it's like you have to assume it was ready in time that it could <laughs> yeah, have been right. part of that presentation but yeah just not
0: there and it just seems really really odd mm-hmm. Well, anyways i i'll definitely try it out when it comes cuz it's coming out of a time where i'm not really yeah. I'm hoping to still be playing Fall Guys and I'll be hyped up for for Tony Hawk in September, but there's a good little chunk in there of time where I'll be able to to check it out and I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. All right. Uh, Last thing we wanted to mention is some free games you guys can get on Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus for the month of August. So, uh, Xbox Games with Gold, um, Portal Knights, August 1 to August 31st. Override Mech City Brawl August sixteenth to September fifteenth, MX Unleashed, which is a I think a three sixty title, um, or maybe yeah, it's a backwards compatible title. August first to August fifteenth, and then Red Faction Two August sixteenth to August thirty first. So one thing I wanted to mention about this is it's interesting because I, I kind of don't really expect games with gold to have any crazy big titles in there anymore because like there's game pass right you can clearly tell with the last like several months with games with gold like they just haven't been really and i don't mean to discredit any of these yeah. games but they're not like what playstation plus has offered for the past year you know what i mean so that's interesting but it makes sense right like like i said they're they're pushing game pass why you can get these games for free but they're 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 kind of well they've already announced right they're getting rid of uh, Xbox Gold, I don't know if that's confirmed or was a rumor or like... But they're, they're planning on phasing that out and it's going to be, you know, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or whatever. They're, they're going to have that big package of xCloud Game Pass. I'm assuming online gaming, which Gold previously offered, is just going to be free for anyone who has like an Xbox or whatever or Xbox um, service. So yeah, um, I guess eventually i'm just expecting to have that announcement in there so i wanted to to mention it because you know i look at my xbox games catalog and in my library and there's a, a lot of games like some pretty great games that i picked up uh for whenever they launched this program some of them i haven't even played and then i've played full games that i just got with games with gold so um yeah it'll be interesting to see when they sunset this little program they got going on here PlayStation Plus, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, uh, which is just the campaign, is actually available now. I think it dropped July 28th, so you can actually play that right now. And then the the one I'm more excited for is Fall Guys, which we've talked about on the show before. It is, um, it's a, it's published by Devolver, is it not?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so...
0: Mm-hmm. It's a Devolver published game. You know how Adam and I feel about Devolver, but this game seriously is like—if you don't know what Fall Guys is at this point, like you clearly haven't been on the internet because this thing is like picking up a lot of traction on Twitch, um, uh, Twitter. Like I'm seeing it a lot more frequently, and yeah, it's basically a. And you're gonna go in. I'll actually just probably save it because you you've played the beta, so I'll save. You can give your impressions of what the game is, but. Seriously, if you have PlayStation Plus, this is a game that was announced to launch on August 4th and they just dropped, you know, last week or whatever, that it's going to launch as a PS Plus game. So I would have like easily spent whatever they wanted to charge (laughs) for this game because I just it looks like so much fun. I was going to buy it. I was already sold and now it's coming to PlayStation Plus. Like that that's incredible, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, this is like, if you have PlayStation Plus, this is an absolute
0: must pick up. Totally. And yeah, like Adam and I are, are definitely going to, to play this game when it comes on launch. Um, and I think this would be a really fun game. I, one of the things that isn't included in the game quite yet is private lobbies, but that would be such a, a fun thing to do is to have like our own lobby with, you know, everyone else to kind of join in um you know i feel like we could fill up at least 30 people or something like that um to to join in um that would be really really fun but yeah you can expect us to talk a lot about fall guys um in the coming weeks but you i'm gonna throw it over to you because you've actually got a chance to play the beta so what have mm-hmm. what has that what was your most recent because you've played the beta a couple times right
1: yeah yeah Yeah, I played the beta a couple times, um, and it's been every time it's been great, um, save for the very first time. That was that was a little while ago. I don't know if I can talk about that really. Um, So yeah, I I played the. So they had two two weekends recently where they just had it open for the whole weekend. Uh, It wasn't an open beta; it still required invites. But I mean, they were handing them out like candy, and. It was mostly for the Steam version, I guess. They were only allowed to give out so much for the PS4, uh, so there weren't really many PS4 beta keys out in the wild, but there was a ton for Steam uh, that they were just kind of giving out the past two weekends. And so I did get some hands, uh, hands-on, hands some really extensive playtime with it and just had an absolute blast. Like, I can't wait till this game is, is out in the wild, which uh, will probably be the day that this goes live now that I think about it, so... Um, go out there and, and download this game if you haven't already, but yeah, it's just so much fun. It's, it's like, uh, you know, if anyone's familiar with like Takeshi's Castle or kind of the, uh, the Americanized sort of, uh, comedy, most extreme elimination challenge, uh, it's a (laughs) lot like that. Or if you're familiar with Wipeout, um, it's basically like a game based off of those, but it's, it's super bright, vibrant, uh, everything's very, um, colorful silly um the the there's several varieties of game modes where you just they're, they're kind of randomly selected as you go through five five different rounds in each round uh several people get eliminated and those that qualify continue on to try and be the overall winner um so there's there's different races like obstacle courses and such Then there's uh elimination rounds where it's kind of like a you know, don't be one of the people that, that gets eliminated from the stage while certain obstacles are coming your way. Or there's one that's like a uh, like a very like a timed matching game, um, and then there's team team games too, which I like some of the team games, but also uh, the team games can really break. You know if you're on a uh, on a pretty good run and you get it on a team that is not performing so well and you kind of go out because of them like that's that's kind of a bummer and some of the team games are uh not the greatest and they run a little too long in some cases which is kind of one of my complaints about it but you know that something that might get tweaked and i know they're going to be adding in uh you know more variety of all the different games and stuff so Um, You know, maybe you won't run into some of those not so great ones as Mm -hmm. frequently. Right. But yeah, it's just an absolute blast. They had, and I'm not sure how this is going to work, if if it's going to be paid for right off the bat or what, but they had a, uh, was essentially like a battle pass where every level up you get some sort of, you know, cosmetic or in-game money. Uh, to redeem on certain stuff, I'm sure, and, uh, you know, emotes, costumes, stuff like that, so uh, I'm uncertain if any of that is going to carry over, like, if you reach a certain level during the beta, if it's going to carry over, if they're going to reset everything, and uh, I'm not sure if, you know, people are going to get charged for this first one, because obviously, like, it was just kind of part of the beta, so whether or not they were just initially testing that or maybe the first one's a freebie and then going forward you pay for it we don't know that yet but Mm -hmm. or at least i don't know i I don't think they've communicated that but uh you know game is 100% worth it you know even if you don't have playstation plus i highly recommend getting it uh i think it's gonna be 20 dollars, which you know isn't terrible it's not gonna break the bank for for most people and Uh, It's just a lot of fun and and it's going to have a lot of replay value. even though I was playing some of the same courses, you know, multiple times, like it never felt old because Mm -hmm. you're always, things are different, you know, like your starting position might be different in in a race or, you know, you're just with a different group of people that might have different skill levels themselves. And, uh, you know, that might make it a little bit more challenging or easier depending on who you get matched up against. But it's just, I, I can't <laughs> stress <laughs> how much fun I had. And it, it kind of stinks because I was playing on Steam, but when it comes out, I'm getting on PlayStation. So I don't think any of that progress I've had is going to carry over. So I'm going to be starting from from square one, but uh, it didn't even matter. Um, you know, I was just having so much fun playing. I got two, two ov- overall wins during the, the beta. So nice. I did get a, a couple wins out of it, which felt really good. Um, and actually earlier on, in the uh, the the betas, actually had another overall win during that too. So oh, nice. um, it's it, you know I'd say it's fairly accessible. I think anybody really can win, uh, especially once you get more of a feel of the layout of the courses. You know that'll that'll really help. Um, I wouldn't say I really had an advantage though because I didn't really play uh a ton of it until this past weekend so Mm -hmm. there were probably you know others that were in last weeks that got to spend a little bit more time and got a little bit more uh hands-on so i think you know if anything i was probably on an even playing field with most other people and and some of them a lot of the different modes were brand new to me too like that was the first time i was running into them because they you know might not have been in previous previous beta builds Mm -hmm. so and i'm sure there's going to be uh, even more new ones when the game launches or shortly after, so right. uh, we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, so long-winded way of me to say play this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah.
0: I have, I just coincidentally have release really stayed off, so I'm totally spending as much of nice. the day as I can playing that game, because yeah, the last... I'm super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> the last, uh, the last, well, yeah, the last couple betas, um, I've been watching... Andy Cortez and Snowbike Mike streams cuz they've been streaming it and those guys obviously are very um big characters, high energy so that's, you know, a lot of entertainment value with what they bring to it but just yeah, like like you said, there isn't a lot of ver- variety in like you start to see the same courses over and over and over again, but I was they seem to not even be phased but like they're playing it for hours and hours and hours and mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, I was, I've been watching the streams and I've seen the courses and I'm, I'm not even playing and I'm just having a fun time watching. And like, I've been literally laughing out loud, like, especially in some of those moments where there' the, 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 in the first round where you're kind of, um, there's a couple different courses, but the, the ones where you're basically trying to race to the finish line, there's, you know, all the different obstacles, um, and just seeing like the the guys get freaking <laughs> like launched by uh you know like the propellers that are spinning around on mm-hmm. the ground and uh you know the bottleneck like all of these crowd crowding that happens as they're they're trying to squeeze through these little spaces there's like you know, sixty people and it's just like yeah, it's hilarious. So if you if this seriously hasn't been on your radar, um please go check it out. And yeah, I was really interested in, like, why are they giving away all these beta keys? Because not only was on Twitter, they were giving all these beta keys away, but they were also, like, sh- they were giving them to influencers and streamers, and they were, like, Andy and Snowbike Mike were, like, constantly giving them out. Like, every 5-10 minutes, they had codes to give out. And I was like, why are they doing it? Like, obviously for, like, promotion, right? Get as many people into the game. But, like, I was interested in... How is that game going to look like on launch on PS4? Um, like, you, there's a PS Plus has a huge subscriber base, and like, are they going to have server issues? Is there going to be server overload? And I thought, I'm like, well, maybe that's why they're running these betas um, and giving them, getting as many mm-hmm. people on them as possible, is so that they can kind of, you know, be prepared come launch on the PS4 when they're introducing. All these new people onto the game, and they might, you know, have have some some kinks ironed out for for launch, so it, it's a little more smoothly for them. So, but yeah, really excited for that one. A game that uh, you and I have both checked out, which launched on Xbox Game Pass in the Game Preview Program, is Grounded, which we talked about on our last show with the Xbox game showcase. Cause we did get a trailer for grounded. It's basically honey. I shrunk the kids. The game <laughs> is the best <laughs> kind of summary for it. And that's what everyone calls it. Cause yeah, you're basically in the backyard and you are shrunk down to like smaller than an ant, right? Bigger, bigger than an aphid, but smaller than an ant. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. you can, you can scale to and you're in the backyard and it's basically a survival game. And you, yeah, I guess the the focus is gathering resources, building um, bases, camps, and stuff like that. You and I have both checked it out. Um, so since you talked about Fall Guys, I'll just talk talk about my experience with Grounded. Uh, really, when this game was announced, I was kind of like, okay, Obsidian's doing something different. That's interesting. Um, I didn't really think too much of it. And then, I even after that trailer at the game showcase, I was still like, okay, yeah, like it looks like a, a cute game, but I, again, not really that interested. And I'll maybe check it out, right, like because it's coming to Game Pass. And then on launch day, I saw that it had just exploded on Twitch. There it was definitely in the the top games being streamed. Lots of viewers watching that game and on steam it was actually i think at one point number one on the steam store um hmm. which is wow. yeah like it was like microsoft flight simulator grounded fall guys and there was something else and th- those were in like the top games uh on steam and i was like wow go to microsoft for <laughs> like y- y- we picture them as only like game pass right but like there's tons mm-hmm. of steam users that are buying their games um so that was really cool to see so i'm like okay there's a lot of tension going out let's jump on let's play and so yeah i played like the there's like basically because it's game preview there is like a single player campaign type of thing with a, a, a story mode but it's only about like an hour long you kind of do a couple quests mm-hmm. here and there and then it eventually leads you to an npc and you know they, they give you some more objectives that you can do but that kind of is where the story runs out you you don't really know why you're like this, you've been shrunk down and, um, you know, there's some equipment that you come across in the, in the world. And that's not really explained, but you can expect, you know, with them saying game preview, like they, they they said that the campaign and the story is going to continue at some point. But, uh, yeah, for like the little amount I played on there just by myself, I, I thought it was a a great, great game. Like it, it performed really well. um, I didn't encounter any sort of bugs, um, which is, well, <laughs> I did encounter bugs, very large bugs, <laughs> but I, I didn't encounter any like glitches or anything like that. It ran good for a game preview and yeah, it was fun. Like the, the, the thrill for me was just kind of exploring this little world and seeing what there is to offer. Like coming across some of the wolf spiders, like uh, underneath the, there's like a big tree, like an Oak tree. And, there's these huge spiders and God, they're terrifying because like they're big and they will like just kill you instantly. And the game has this really cool. Um, if you're scared of spiders arachnophobia, there's a mode in accessibility yeah. uh, for that where you can basically turn the spiders into just kind of like a blob. Um, and there's like a meter. So you can kind of like scale back the details and, um, or you can just put it all the way, and like I said, it's just a blob. Um, so that's kind of cool that they, they did that, because that is a real fear that a lot of people have. And um, yeah, really cool game that I didn't expect to to get that kind of reception at launch. I'm still surprised, even mm-hmm. after playing it and having a good time with it, I, I still can't believe how many people are talking about it. But again as we have said a gazillion times like it just shows like this is game pass like this is what this can do it can take a small little game like this that hasn't even isn't even complete yet and get everybody playing it and talking about it for at least a couple days you know what I mean like it, it's already kind of phased out phased down a little bit but uh Adam what have your thoughts have been you you got to play a little bit of solo mode right?
1: yeah yeah I played the uh, single player mode and yeah I got through the uh, you know the, the main story that they had set aside for that and I you know I at the time I don't think I realized it was like a game preview or you know early access or whatever and then I got to that point and uh, you know it told me I couldn't progress any anymore and actually what I thought going into it was just like a demo or a beta so I wasn't right. surprised when I reached that point but I was surprised when I realized after the fact that i was playing what was the full game but just not fully completed game Mm -hmm. uh so i mean you can still do there's still plenty of things to do uh sort of out in in the wild or in that backyard um you know if you're just interested in like building bases and stuff like that you can absolutely just build away to your heart's content um I seem to have a little bit of trouble building the lean-to, which was one of the tutorial quests they give you, and they didn't really give you a lot of direction for it. They just
0: say, just build it. Um, so Okay, so this was something really... I actually wanted to ask you about because I didn't understand why you're having an issue with it because <laughs> for me, like, I just had the resources, and the lean-to, like, it's just one piece that you put on the ground. Like, it's one... What? Yeah, so, like, it. it's... Uh, I think huh. you needed... Um, grass and then you needed uh what was the other thing like the the grass rope whatever that was called um that you needed to Mm -hmm. craft those and then they're in the structure section there's one called lean to click it and you just place it on the ground wherever you want (laughs) yeah so when you were talking about the roof not lining uh... up i was like what are you doing (laughs)
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to take another look at it. I feel really <laughs> stupid now. Yeah. I, I don't have, I didn't have that in my building menu, so I don't know if I just didn't analyze yeah, yeah, I uh, think you something need to, to get the, to get the recipe for it. So I had, um, I had like walls, I had doors, I had walls with <laughs> windows in it. I have different roofs and corner pieces whole big structure. And, like, I have all these things. <laughs> And so I I built like this, like a, like a house for myself and it didn't give me, like it didn't mark it complete. I'm like, what do you have to do to make this thing work? And yeah, so the issue I ran into was I was having trouble with the roof pieces lining up. Like I thought the game needed you to have the roof like just right or it had to be completely covered (laughs) for it to count as a lean to. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was like a singular item that you could just build because it wasn't in, or at least I didn't see it in my my uh, list of craftable things so yeah i have to take another look at that because it, it confused me immensely <laughs>
0: well yeah i i totally knew that there was something that you were missing when you on our group chat said that i was like okay well maybe because <laughs> we, we were gonna play last night we ended up not being able to to try out the online mode but um i was like oh i'll, I'll just try to clarify with him what what his issue was because that's kind of what i expect i'm like i bet you adam's just like built this whole grass fortress and just like like what the hell i like where is this goddamn lean to what am i doing wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was driving me nuts i'm like just give me give me the
1: the the thing to check check that i did this i like i built a structure Mm -hmm. like what else do i have to do but yeah i thought it was i thought it was fun it's a really neat take on like a survival slash like base building type game so if you're into stuff like you know, I guess, you know, kind of like Minecraft, Heraria, uh, No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Rafts is is another one that was um, pretty good. So, yeah, if you're into like those kind of games, like I feel like this is a pretty solid take on that. And, you know, getting those Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes mm-hmm. is uh, really cool, too. I, I like that a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in playing more. I think it would absolutely be more fun. Uh, multiplayer i think so so too
0: yeah because then we can like because i i just kind of focused on resource gathering and and crafting um but it'd be cool Mm -hmm. to kind of explore some combat and and see how far those and i really haven't explored like a, a ton so um that would be really cool to do
1: yeah and it was funny because when they first showed the game, you know, it was the the new game from obsidian. And I think everybody saw that first trailer and was like, uh, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This this isn't anything what we wanted. Right. And then during the, was it, was it the showcase that they, they showed it again? Um, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Cause I came out of that and I think I even put it in like our, our discord channel where I was like, you know, a lot of people are hating on this game, but I could see it, actually being a lot of fun and um yeah so far it is like it's just it's a neat environment um you know good atmosphere definitely creates sort of like that uh definitely kind of like a sense of fear when you see exactly you know where even just a tiny little gnat is something that's like (laughs) trying to come at you and take you down like you know the table is kind of getting turned yeah uh with that sort of thing so it was yeah it was uh definitely interesting
0: and I'm really interested in seeing how the, the story of kind of evolves and seeing what that looks like because, you know, Obsidian masters at, uh, RPGs, right? Like I could already tell even in that brief interaction with the NPC, I was like, oh man, they could totally <laughs> like, um, they're, 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 they're great at writing. Like I, I'm really f- looking forward to to seeing that component because I, I loved outer worlds and the writing and, the the story behind mm-hmm. that game I thought was really well done obviously Fallout New Vegas and some of the other works they've done so yeah I think it's uh, yeah I think it's great that something like this is uh, making a, a decent impression on people. Um, other than that I'll turn it over to you because you've played more than me but I'll just give a quick update on Ghost of Tsushima I. I'm still plugging away on that one. I I really don't know at this point if it would be worth doing a review because both Adam and I like. There's still we're still like have a lot of content to get through, and I think we'll just probably be too far removed um, off those like really hot first impressions. Um, I don't know. We'll have to talk privately and kind of figure out if we want to do that or not. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just because like. I, I I'm not entirely sure if uh, if that's going to happen or not. Like we'll have to see. But at any rate, I'm still playing it. Um, I still like that's been. I only played grounded for, like for a couple nights. Like I've still been playing Ghost of Tsushima for majority of my time. I just got into Act Two, <laughs> which tells you how much I'm taking my time. Like I literally have pretty much done everything there is to do in Act one, like in the first kind of section of the game. And yeah, I'm really, I hit my stride one, one day I had off and I started playing in the the morning and I just like, it just hit me and I was having a blast. Like I didn't want to stop. And then like last night I was hyped to play, booted it up. And then within a half an hour, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm not really in the mood to play. So like, it's kind of interesting how this game has kind of gone through different, phases with me like i've had such and it's not that i haven't liked any of it it's just like you know whereas like the last of us or final fantasy 7 or any animal crossing like those are games that are just like i played them and i'm like pumped to like get back in right away and this game is like i've had i've enjoyed all the time i've spent with it but at the same time i've also like i don't have this like as big of a drive or urge to like play it every night you know what i mean so yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat because I, I was
1: playing it uh, every night for for a little while and really into it and had a lot of fun exp- you know exploring combat, leveling up, getting new skills and abilities. And then uh, Act 2 came around and, and things kind of started slowing down. You, you don't have that same uh, sort of ramp in in progression like it it really plateaus when you get to act two Mm -hmm. and it starts to get to a point where it's like okay well what am I really like what am I really grinding for here um so it doesn't really feel as meaningful and then the combat starts to feel a little samey in my opinion and not not that it's bad by any means it's just I think now like I have to kind of be in the mood to sit down and play like I can't it's not just like oh, my God, I want to I want to get back into that world right now and just, you know, play all night. No, yeah. it's, it's now one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you know, may, maybe an hour or so, um, or if the mood really strikes me, then I'll, I'll jump in and play for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I will say that, like, you talk about abilities and upgrades. That has been one thing that's helped me kind of... Well, I think that's why I was having so much fun the other day playing it is because I had... Um, uh, had all my upgrades and skill trees like set in a way that really went with my playstyle. I think I optimized it to how I'm kind of, you know, going how how I'm um, approaching the combats and everything like that. And yeah, like I love just like going in there, throwing a smoke bomb down, doing the chain assassinations. Like it, like I I still feel like a, a huge badass, even though like the enemies can feel repetitive at times. Um, I, I, like, I love, like, just watching Jim, like, slice, <laughs> slice these Mongols up because it's, like, it's, it's brutally violent <laughs> and it just, is it, it's, it, yeah, it gives you a rush of, uh, adrenaline because it's so intense, right? There's so much tension, like, even the showdowns, right? Like, the uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show, but, like, the showdowns, which I think they showed in one of the previous trailer so this isn't really a spoiler thing but it, like when you go on a one on one duel with somebody um, sorry not like the showdowns in just generic NPC people you run into but I'm talking about like a side character that you're doing a one on one duel with and they have these little cut scenes and it's still like even though it's been the same cutscene pretty much every time like your enemy will be across from you and it's totally like a samurai movie and it's just like he has his hand on the sword and then it goes back to Jin and it has Jin kind of holding his katana. And he takes his thumb and he just pops it out and it just clicks out. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> like it just gets me like pumped up, ready to <laughs> ready to fight. And I've had so many moments like that. Um, and I will say that Jin is a character... Sorry, one other point that I want to make and then I can turn it over to you. Uh, Jin is a character that I... Wasn't sure how he's going to feel about him going into this game because everything we had seen before, I was like, okay, Jin looks interesting, but he didn't look like he was super well-rounded, like he just kind of looked like a generic character, but now learning who he is, his motivations, um, learning about his past and learning about how he deals with everything that's going on in the game in, in terms of the conflict is, is really interesting. And I'm really liking, um, how they're, yeah, especially like act one, I thought was a great way to end the act. Um, cause they, it, it didn't feel like it felt flat. Like they set up more, more at stake. Right. And I, that I, I think I talked about this on last week. It's just like, yeah, the game has, has more depth in the story than I was expecting because you don't really expect that with these mm-hmm. big open world games. And I think it's doing a really good job um, in terms of the, the performances and, and everything with the characters that you interact with. So yeah, I'm really, that, that has been uh, a drive for me to kind of keep going. Cause I want to see what happens to these characters in this world. And um, yeah, so I, Still playing it, still, still plugging along. I haven't shelved it or anything, but uh, yeah, like I've been taking breaks here and there. I, I like I, I've been the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two demo for pre-orders uh, is available August Fourteenth, so I'll be playing that warehouse demo <laughs> for like as much as I can in the <laughs> next couple weeks. So I'm like, hey, I need to to get on this as, and try to finish it up. But then you got fall guys, so I, I think I'm gonna find a good balance this month of that still be my main game, but then having these other, you know, more laid back experiences to, to rely on. So, but I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to say about ghosts or do you want to just move on to some of the other games you wanted to put that you've been playing recently? Um, I think I
1: don't have anything else to me just because I haven't been playing it as much recently. And I mean, we Um, we talked about it a lot last week too. So yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, I tried out Carry On. Uh, just what was it just yesterday? I think it was. I was playing playing that a little bit. I had it downloaded through Game Pass already, and uh, you know I figured I I'd, I'd check it out, take a look because I saw there was a bunch of streamers playing it the day that it that it launched, and mm-hmm. I figured it must be uh, you know worth checking out if so many people were playing it and streaming it and all that. So uh, so I did have it on Game Pass. And again, Game Pass, amazing value. <laughs> like <laughs> because I probably wouldn't have even played this game at all otherwise. So I mean, uh, that's great that, you know, I have that option to kind of play through. But uh yeah, it's it's really neat. Like right off the bat, um, you know, you're you're a monster that's, you know, roaming through this this uh science facility or whatever, or military facility of some sort, and um, you know, you're just basically going through taking out all the humans that are there uh so it's it's very like uh you know kind of kind of puzzle based sort of uh metroidvania feeling a little bit and a little bit of like katana zero almost just kind of the way the uh you know it just in in terms of kind of the way it looks and and sort of what you do because i mean you're pretty much just going through different rooms clearing out enemies and sort of like a you kind of, you know, you, you get to encounters where you kind of have to think about how you're going to approach because you have to do things in a certain way. But uh, there's unlockable powers and things that you can get that kind of change uh, change the way you play. Um, you know, and I guess I, I won't say too much more than that, just to not, um, not that it's super spoilery or anything, but I thought it was kind of cool, um, you know, these different things when I found them. So uh, definitely really interesting. And, and I do like what they did like gameplay wise, the way it kind of feels like a little bit of a mesh of, of different genres into, into a single game and sort of that, you know, the tables have turned sort of thing where you're not the one hunting the monster. Now you are the monster and you're hunting uh, the, the, the people. So that kind of gives it an interesting take versus other games. So yeah, um, I'm liking it. I don't know if it's one that I'll end up finishing just because I'm playing so many other things, but I think it's definitely worth, uh, you know, worth it to check a look, as as they would say in Devolver, since this is another Devolver <laughs> published game. Um, so, <laughs> so go figure. They published another another good game. Um, so yeah, I mean, it definitely, if you have Game Pass, like it's it's certainly worth playing. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know how long it is. But I heard it's like I I put in a couple hours.
0: I I think it's like four to five hours. If I'm if if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what I heard. So
1: oh okay yeah yeah. If that's the case, then you know I'm I'm probably somewhere around halfway. So you know I might I might just push through and finish it off then.
0: Yeah, that that's like always been my like why I've really been attracted to Devolver's games is because obviously they're very stylized um, and, f- you know, provide some pretty fun gameplay. But they've, they're have they also usually smaller indie experiences and that only take you, you know, anywhere from an hour to five hours depending on the game. So that's, I kind of like that, uh, uh, like when I, when I see they publish a game, I can kind of ex- expect a smaller experience and sometimes i'm looking for that right there's so many Mm -hmm. big large games out there it's nice to have something small
1: i uh yeah and then other than that um i've been uh playing some retro titles um you know I, i think i mentioned before i i did a link to the past randomizer and then uh just recently I did a super Metroid randomizer. I didn't stream it or anything. It's just something I did offline a little bit just to kind of, kind of get back into the flow, maybe shake off a little bit of rust, but um, more so I've been trying to get into the, the Kaizo Mario scene, super Mario world, um, which is basically like ROM hacks of super Mario world, but they're like incredibly challenging, very, uh, precise movement and uh, actions that you need to take to actually like beat the levels they're usually a little tr- on the trolley side too so you got to watch out for trolls here and there and uh, I gotta say so I started off with one that's it's called kaizo kindergarten which is one that kind of introduces you to the the various mechanics and things that you might not be aware that you can do in Super Mario world and then they take those and they put it into uh assessments which are kind of like the the castle levels or whatever that kind of put all the skills you've learned to that point to the test and uh man that game is is already kicking my butt like it makes me wonder (laughs) if i'm going to be able to actually complete a uh, kaizo rom hack um but i i definitely want to keep trying like it's some of these stages are definitely a grind to to get through uh to to learn those mechanics and it is kind of it's it's nice to kind of see the progress that i make where you know i might kind of get it down and able and am able to to get through it so uh i want to try and finish this one up and then there's a few other like introductory uh kaizo games that you can do i think there's there's learn to kaizo and uh Oh, there's there's one other one I can't think of at the moment that I want to try out before I start getting into the more heavy like actual uh, like Kaizo games where these ones are a little bit more on the basic side it's, it's a lot of fun it's challenging uh, I think I, I maybe want to start trying to stream them. I'm afraid that it's not going to be much fun because of how much I I struggle <laughs> and and how much time I need to take on certain levels. But at the same time, it's it's so intriguing and it's so gratifying that it would be so cool to like have someone there experience it with me mm-hmm. um, as I do it. So,
0: yeah, dude, I actually like I loved watching like hard games being like uh, being streamed right like i that there's uh i i'm not big into souls games but for whatever reason i loved watching dark souls back in the day and uh like let's plays of Mm -hmm. that and watching people struggle is pretty entertaining so if you stream that i'd totally be down to (laughs) check it out myself but i think other people would too Cool. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we move into question of the week in terms of what you've been playing, or is that it?
1: I don't think so. I think that was it. Uh, there's there might be something that I played that I'm just forgetting about, but I think that's most of it because I was also watching ESA for the past you know week <laughs> right. and and change. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's very well. You played played more than I have since the last episode. So good on you. Um. Moving on to question of the week. (laughs) This is where we ask you guys a question every single episode. You guys write in with your responses. We share them on the show here and also share our own answers to the question. So last week we asked you guys, what has been your favorite gaming event this summer? So PS5 reveal, Xbox game showcase, etc. And uh, we didn't get any responses on Twitter, but we did get some responses over on our Discord server. And this is a good time to plug that we do have a Discord server. There's a small group of people on there that we're trying to kind of build up a community. And I think I forgot to link it in the show notes last episode. But if you head on to the show notes, there should be a link to that Discord server. Um, I made sure it won't expire. And that link is good to go. Click on it. You can join the server and join in on some discussions. Um, So... First of all, we have Gravier1984 says, Mine would be have to be Sony's PS5 game slash console reveal as primarily a PlayStation gamer. It was very nice to see the kinds of IP I could get used to for the next generation. I did not watch the Devolver Direct Adam Palooza uh, mentioned though. And then BJ Bernardo says, I would say the recent Xbox event as an Xbox player... And then in parentheses, he says, "I made my choice. And a Game Pass ultimate subscriber, the game shown spoke to me. It had its per- sorry, it had its problem and wasn't perfect, but it sold me on Game Pass being awesome. Also, games like Avowed Tetris Effect Connected, Halo Infinite and Fable got me excited. And then lukewarm Lewis says, I would personally go with the Sony PS five event as their exclusive games are the next-gen titles that I'm most excited to play. However, the recent Xbox event makes me more excited about Xbox as a platform with the emphasis on Game Pass with an ever-expanding gaming ecosystem. Microsoft, uh, sorry, Uh, your brother Steven says, Microsoft, they grabbed me buy the eye holes and shook up the nostalgia with Halo and Fable, then tossed in some nice looking titles between them. Am I still buying a PS5 over Xbox? Yes, because Game Pass for PC gives me those Xbox titles, but they made me want to buy their console for the first time since the 360." So yeah, that's kind of cool that we got four responses and they were evenly split. Two gave it to Microsoft, two gave it to PS5. Adam, how about you? What has been your favorite presentation this summer? Maybe it wasn't either of those two big. Let's so hear I it.
1: <laughs> I know I've been talking about the uh, Devolver Direct a lot. Um, however, um, I, I think I'd probably go with the PS5 showcase that they had. Um, you know, I just kind of agreeing with the other comments that they kind of, those games spoke to me the most. Um, Xbox, I think, had a, had a really good show, and they had a lot of games that I'm very interested in it in and I think it's it's sort of a they showed a really good uh diversity of games that we we haven't always seen out of xbox and I think they did a really good job um but I think the the playstation 5 event just spoke to me a little bit more um but yeah the the devolver one like I can't say enough like it's it's bizarre you know it's it's weird and gory at times but uh, the the messaging they put th- behind it is um, is is really interesting and kind of makes you think a l- little bit and uh, you know I know they they just like taking shots at big companies and and stuff like that but I think there is some some meaning and some truth behind uh, the message that they have there so even though there's not a ton of games there I think it's still a, it, it, at the very least it's entertaining so
0: nice yeah for me it's got to be the PS5 reveal. Um, and, and and game showcase, because I think I said this on the podcast, but it has honestly been one of my favorite presentations of all time. Like, there has been so many great moments, a lot of them coming out of E three, on game reveals or whatever it may be, that have, that I'll I'll, I'll always hold on to as some of my favorites. But there was something about that event that just like, I just felt like there wasn't really a single game that I didn't think looked boring. Like I didn't get bored once during that hour and ten minutes or fifteen minutes or however long yeah. it was. And that that's like to think like that. I essentially watched a you know, just shy of a, a movie worth of content uh, in game reveals, <laughs> and not one really like there was no boring moment like. I'm sure if I got nitpicky, I could find certain spots that I'm like, okay, here's the low point in this event, but that low point is like a high point for some other, uh, you know, presentations that we've seen. So, yeah, I'm just it like, it just really solidified that I am buying a PS5 at launch, and I just, yeah, I really liked the the pacing of it. It was quick. It was snappy. Um, I. I appreciate that they didn't, you know, developers are, you know, they put so much time and effort into the games that they create, and as a someone who is an avid video game player, I, I can't appreciate that enough, but in these presentations or press conferences, you know, they can sometimes get a little dry when you have developers coming on to explain the development process, because... You know, I, I think there's a time and place for that, but it isn't necessarily at these types of events. Right? Like you, this is essentially a press event. They're, you're, you're promoting your product. You, you're wanting to sell it. Let's see what you have to show. Um, and I just thought that they did that so well. Like they had little brief interviews with um, studio heads and developers and people from from Sony, and they were really quick and short. And the production value looked great for something that was filmed at home during a quarantine and yeah I just think like they did really really good and I'm I'm so excited to see like their next event um you know leading up to this launch because I uh yeah that that event got me really hyped for the first time in a long time so there's my long my long answer for that question but yeah Mm -hmm. I, I was really impressed so Alright, okay, now we have to issue you guys a new question, and this one kind of fits in with a topic from earlier in the show that we were talking about, and I wanted to ask you guys, would you like to see a Battle Royale mode in Halo Infinite? So you heard Adam and I's impressions on that, but I want to know what you guys think, especially those people who, who do play Halo multiplayer, or maybe are Battle Royale fans. What would you how do you feel about a battle rail coming to to Halo? So you can respond to that over on our Twitter page at GamesRFun The question is posted up on there. Like I said, you can head over to our Discord server. Link is in the show notes. There's a channel on there that posts the question you can answer on there, and we'll read all the responses on next week's episode. So again, BJ uh, Gravier 1984. Is that it? Uh lukewarm Lewis. And Steven, thank you so much for responding. Really appreciate that. All right. That that's it. That wraps up this show of Games Are Fun. Adam, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can catch me on Twitch and Twitter at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke on twitch.tv slash Luke the Llama. Now, I will say. I don't want to, like, get any expectations or anything from anyone, but I have ordered a new webcam, and I am hoping to do some streaming of Fall Guys um, in in the, you know, post-launch or whatever, so I, I still need to, it's been a while since I've streamed, and so I need to pull out my stream equipment and make sure, like, that's still running smoothly. Um, otherwise, I'll probably just use the PlayStation Twitch app, but... That's a game, like, Fall Guys, like, watching Andy and Snowbike Mike stream, like, I think it would be really fun, uh, for you and I to get, to, to stream it even, um, as if, if we are playing together, one of us streaming it, because I think there's some great interaction that can happen with that game, so, um, yeah, mm-hmm. follow us over on, on Twitch, and of course, follow the show on Twitter, at GamesAreFunPod, Facebook.com slash Podcast, or, If you want to be old school and send us an email, hate mail, whatever it is, contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com. Remember, August 10th, 8 a.m. Pacific time. We have a big reveal going up on our Twitter page. It's very exciting. Can't wait to share it with you guys. So just make sure you put that in your calendar. And that's it. So we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week.